Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Doug Heward Mills and currently pastors the Ayodiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young and energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Doug Heward Mills ministry office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Doug Heward Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give you direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Bible says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies. Amen. So as we listen to these wonderful testimonies of how people's lives have been parted by our prophet Bishop Dagwood Mills, I believe that you will receive your testimonies also. Amen. First on our list is Philippa, all the way from our first love branch in Confanochi. Put your hands together as we welcome Philippa. Samalabi and I'm a fourth year dental student in the Luke Center. So my testimony is about the deliverance. My testimony is about the deliverance that I had through the prayers and prophecies of our father and prophet Bishop Dakewood Mills. I used to have I used to frequently dream that I was bound. I was always kept in a room with I, there was no way out. There was complete darkness all the time. But one particular day, I woke up from that same dream, sweating with palpitations. So, I don't know. I was really scared, like really, really scared. And the whole room was dark, so it was more. It was yes. so. I decided to play. A random message of our father so I played it and then I skipped to the part where we take the communion and I went to the balcony to take bread and water I sat on the bed the room was still dark and then our father prayed he prayed on the communion he prayed on the bread I took it prayed on the one I took the water I believe in that it's the blood of Jesus amen but once one particular thing he said was that I see you in a room and you are bound, you are kept with no way out. And a man saying that he won't let you go. That was the same thing in the dream. A man came and he told me that I won't let you go. So when, he, when I heard our father said, I was like, hey. <laughs> I, I felt like if that particular message at that particular time was for me. And I believed it so much. I want to say to the glory of the Lord that ever since I believed that particular sentence, I've never had that dream. Ever. So I want to encourage us that we should believe in the communion, we should believe the prophecies of our Father. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for such a wonderful testimony. You overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. You overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Amen. What, I want you to tap an art student close by and ask, you, and ask him or her, what does palpitations mean? Ask the neighbor that as we are there hearing words you don't understand. 
Why won't you consult a science student for some explanation? Anyway, next on our list, please put our hands together and let's welcome patients all the way from Christian service to bring us a testimony. Hallelujah. Um, my name is Patience, and my testimony is about how God changed my whole family to the messages of Bishop Dag. So, so in my home, my, I have a brother. He's not, he was not into church. He didn't like anything like that. He liked pool parties and those kind of songs and stuff like that. My mom would go to church once in a while, but it wasn't often. So um, after school SHS, I was at home changing the radio stations, and then I um, found sweet melodies. And I just heard this man preach, and I liked the way he preached. It was so like normal and just nice. So I left the radio station there like that, and he kept playing every day to play in the whole house. When my mom comes, she wants to watch telenovela, so she put it off and watched the telenovelas. But then after that, we put it back on, and gradually my brother started liking it, especially the macane. You wake up at 12 midnight, and the bishop will be preaching, preaching anointed messages. Amen. And that gradually changed him. Today, he's in the church at home, Assemblies of God. He's preaching, he's winning souls. Hallelujah. And mom too. Now she doesn't put off the radio again. Now the TV doesn't even come on. If the radio is off, then she thinks it's light out. If there's light, the radio must be on. Bishop must be preached. It's like, I've not heard the man's voice. Today what is happening to the radio station? And my whole family has changed and I'm here to say that it's because of the messages. Amen. I encourage everybody to listen to the message and believe whatever you hear. Just share it with your family. We you never know it to change someone. Amen. Put your hands together for patience. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for one more testimony as we welcome Ruth all the way from Garden City. We overcame Those at the back, the I don't hear your hand clap. will be to Ruth from Oyoko Center. And my testimony about how the prophet, our father, Bishop Dagwad Mills, healed me from his messages. Um, I've been suffering from swelling feet and anytime I sit in class, I won't be able to walk after hours. Sometimes I don't even feel them. And I feel very ashamed anytime I get up and everybody will be asking me like, Ruth, why? What's wrong with your leg? I don't know, like, I feel so down. Sometimes I lock myself up in my room at night and I'll be crying, that, Lord, why me? Why should this happen to me? It got to a point I lost hope and trust in the Lord. I don't want to go to church again because I've been praying and it's about almost three years now and nothing has changed. I've been for medications, therapies, different kinds, and I lost hope. I lost it all. But something just kept me holding on, told me that I should just move. It's going to be my time one day. So I've been taking communion CA and last week joined the communion service. Our prophet stated, um, quoted from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 4, saying, <laughs> saying, Thy remnant was not old upon thee, neither thy feet swell. That word got me. Like it touched my heart, and I told myself, Sister, please, now is your time. You are not going to leave yet the thing. 
The moment you live from here, your life is going to change. So I got the word, I received the word with faith. And I say to the glory of God that from Monday, we had a class from 7 to 4. I sat throughout. I didn't feel the same again. I don't understand why you're still sitting down like that. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I was so marveled and it's been three years and a half now. It's my time now. I cried so much. So I want to encourage everyone here that every message that our Father gives to us, please receive it with faith and your life will never be the same. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together one more time? Words that were spoken more than 450 kilometers away are working practically in another city. Wow, what a prophet. Amen. Put your hands together one more time and let's welcome Irene from the Charisma Center. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcame by the blood. Hallelujah. My name is Irene. I'm part of the Garden Service Choir. So my testimony is about how last year's um, Anna, your prophet service blessed me and it's made my relationship with my dad to become strong and so last year by this time we're having um, a prophet the prophet Anna like this and mommy actually um, preached to us and she encouraged us that we shouldn't only honor our spiritual fathers but we should extend it to even our parents because some of us we took our parents like ATM money's uh, uh, ATM machine sorry and I used to call my dad only when I needed something. But then from that service, I saw the seed. In fact, the money was all that I had on me. It wasn't anything big. But then I just prayed that God will just see this something small that I'm sowing to our prophet's life to bless me. And then from then, I will call my dad. I will just call to find out how he was doing. I even bought some of the books and gave to him. One day I was there, he texted me a message and he was like, Irene, may God bless you in whatever you do. May he take you to wherever he wants you to be. And I can see that at first, I mind that the longest chat we could have is five minutes. But now I can talk to him for an hour. And I just want to use this opportunity to advise us, even as we are here and this service in fact let's take whatever that will be said here seriously and let's show no matter how the amount you have amen put your hands together the anointing is able to change and affect relationships we have two more testimonies and hope you're not getting tired but put your hands together and let's welcome gloria from kstu those on this side i don't see you clapping i don't see you smiling I don't hear you shouting. I'm wondering, are you from First Love? Hallelujah. My name is Gloria from KSTU. And I want to share a testimony about how God blessed me with an undeserving blessing through the prophecy and the prayers of our Father. So last week I was listening to, I mean, on Monday, I was listening to the prophetic encounter service and daddy said something during the prayer time he said we should write seven undeserved things and um, with a convention with Bishop Ampofo he told us that we should build 
and truly I don't know how I can build so I started asking for how much I could get a land and I was told that land cost 9,000 so when daddy said undeserving things the first thing I wrote was a land and I wrote it and daddy said we should put it in a basket I wasn't there but I wrote it in my diary and I believe that it will work so the next day I was talking to my mom on phone and I told her that oh I want a land I want to buy a land how do I get it and she was telling me that I'm a student and I'm taking pocket money from her so is it her money I'm going to use to buy the land and I just told her I'm serious I really want a land and I want I want to build so she said okay which of the lands do you want and I said I want a land somewhere that I can build and I'll not have issues and I, I don't know how, I don't know what touched there, but she just asked me, do I remember she has two plots of land somewhere? And I said, yes. She said, okay, so she's giving me the other part of what she has no use. And where the land is, it's around Shy Hills. I, I don't know how I can afford such a land. And I believe that it is by the prophecy and the prayers of our Father. You know what? Let me just take this opportunity to tap directly. And I'd like to encourage us to all listen to the messages. You don't know where your key is in the message. It could be in the prayers. It could be in the service itself. And then I remember one thing. Whilst Daddy was preaching, he said that he's given us, we should pray for the grace to build. So right after that, a cousin called me and he said that, um, if I've got a land, he is helping me with a building plan. Hallelujah. Whenever I'm ready, I should just let him know and then the work will start. And I believe that it is not by what I have or who I know, but it is an undeserving blessing and by the properties of our Father. Thank you. Put your hands together for such a wonderful One more testimony, and I want you to put your hands together as we welcome Lady Pastor Essenam all the way from Cap to bring us testimony. Hallelujah. We miss Lady. My name is Lady Pastor Essenam Kushito. And I'm the center overseer for the Look Center. I want to share a testimony about how I came to medical school through the prophecies of our prophet as I listened to the podcast. So I had I applied to medical school twice, and on all the two occasions, I didn't get medical school. And my classmates were laughing at me and calling me medicine or suicide. <laughs> and I was really sad. But it was a season of must know exams. So I went to church and went to write the must know exams. So then my pastor was Reverend Ajemai. 
formerly Pastor Jemai. And he asked me if I had the podcast up. And I said, yes, I had it. He asked me if I was listening. I said, no, I wasn't listening. Then he said that Bishop is preaching at a pastor's conference in UK. So I decided that, okay, I would listen. So that if he asks me if I have listened, I will say yes. So, <laughs> so that week, I went, the previous week I had gone home and my mother had asked me to apply to the medical school for the third time. And this time around, I told her that there's no way she was going to get me to apply because the whole medical school applications is very public. They publish those who are going to write the exams. Then they public, then they publish the people who who have passed and are going for the interview. Then they publish those who have been chosen from the interview. And what happens is all the people who are in all the allied sciences who wanted to go to medical school who are all interested every year in who is getting or who is coming this year. So it's a very some way thing. And I told my mother there's no way I was going to apply. But somehow just the next week, um, where by chemistry, we used to have labs from morning till evening. And that day, our supervisor didn't come. So I was in my room and I remembered that I had promised my pastor that I would listen to the podcast. So as I was there, I decided to pray about the whole medical school thing because I was beginning to think, what if this was the year I'll get the medical school? And I also didn't want to apply and not get for the third time. So, <laughs> so as I was listening to the podcast, I was just sitting on my bed and as usual, I fell asleep. But when I woke up, interestingly, the podcast was still playing. And Bishop was saying in the message that sometimes God doesn't open a door to medical school in one place, but opens a door to medical school in another place. And then I realized that all my medical school applications were to Legon. So this time around, I went back home and I took the money for the applications and I applied for UDS and Tech. And to the glory of God, I got medical school both in UDS and Tech that year. And it's been some years down the line and now I'm in fifth year medical school. And I want to, if not for the word that I heard in the prophecy, I really had decided not to apply for the third time. But as I listened to the prophecy and I believed it, I am practically in medical school and I'm becoming a doctor. So I want to encourage all of you to listen to the podcast because you may never know how you are going to break through and come forth as you listen to the prophets. God bless you. Why don't you put your hands together? How many of you have realized that it's a privilege to be in such a church as we have such an anointed pastor and anointed prophet as the founder and the pastor of First Love Church? Amen. And this morning, we are very blessed because the person about to speak to us. Oh, we have one more testimony. Let's see. 
put your hands together church and let's welcome lady reverend Bumi to bring us a testimony Lady Reverend Kumi, I, I am the pastor in charge of SAFE, and my testimony is about how our um, prophet's prayers helped my family and I to be healed from, you know, being attacked by armed robbers. Last year, April, my family, myself, my husband, and our three wonderful sons were attacked in our home by armed robbers. They held us at gunpoint for four hours. <laughs> and um, they almost killed us. But by the grace of God, they allowed us to go. It's another testimony altogether. But, and we were, we were very devastated after that. We couldn't sleep. We couldn't be left alone. We had to go and live with um, E.S. Joy and her family for some time. And um, she advised us to just take the um, prayers from Good Friday, last year Good Friday prayer. And every night we kept it playing in our room. It, it played non-stop. And it was from that prayers that we were able to sleep. We were able to stay in, you know, we had to move out at a point. And we kept the prayers playing in our room. And after that we were able to sleep. We were able to have a normal life. We couldn't... It's like every time there was a knock on our door, we just became tense. And we developed this habit of always locking. It's like when you step out, we lock the door. When you come in, we lock. <laughs> we became so afraid. It's like something else just took over. But just because of the prayers of our prophet that we kept playing in our house non-stop, the fear started lifting. We, we became okay quite okay and then as we kept listening to the prayers we we're able to you know hear a knock and not run <laughs> we're able to just move around our own home without any fear and i just want you to you know know that whatever you need we have it in the house just keep listening and keep believing if it is healing if it is protection it is in the house and as you keep believing in our in our prophet you will be able to have a normal life amen god bless you. father thank you for this sunday that we have gathered before you thank you for watching over us Thank you for every testimony. We don't take it lightly that you have placed us exactly in this place, exactly on this Sunday morning. We thank you for the Father that you have placed over us. May we always be grateful. I pray, Lord, that your word as it comes forth, let it speak to each of us and may we be impacted and changed because we came in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. It's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Wow. Okay. Amen. This Sunday, I think it's time to settle down. I see people walking all over the place. I don't know what is up, but it's time to sit down and listen to the word of God. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. 
Well, I have been really blessed listening to the testimonies this morning, especially because it's not often that we honor the fathers and the prophets that God has given to us. Unfortunately, we, are, we hear more of people insulting them. Oh, but it's true. Some of you have been doing it in your room, in your house, your whole family, you are assembled to insult a man of God. You are out of order. Is that okay? You are out of order. We are a nation in which fathers don't know what to do. They don't know how to bring up their children because they were never fathered. Only about 30% of children in Ghana have been looked after by their biological fathers. Please ask your neighbor, please, which one are you? You don't need to get an answer. <laughs> are you here? So this whole thing is something that we need to correct. And that is why in this church, we honor the prophet that is given to us. And today I just have, you know, usually I'm preaching a series to you, but today I'm preaching a one-time message called you and your prophet for you to begin to understand something. It's the same thing you and your father, because many of us have turned our lives the other way without meaning to. Are you there? Hey. Let's start with Ephesians chapter 4. And by the way, all of you who shared your testimonies, God bless you so much for sharing. I'm saying this because many of us take it for granted. Who was it who said that her father is like an ATM? When she's looking for money, then she'll go there. Yeah. And many of us, that's how we relate to God and that's how we relate to the men of God. And we have not been blessed by it. So let's see what the Bible says. Is that okay? And, and I'm, I'm sharing this teaching because it will help you and I want you also to participate hallelujah Ephesians chapter 4 I want to show you a scripture verse 8 wherefore he said when he ascended up on high that's Jesus as he was going he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men so Jesus was going and he gave gifts to men some of you are coming from the kind of household when your father is traveling then as he's about to leave he gives something to everybody who is in the house at that time uh -huh. are you there uh, you see you didn't even appreciate it you were only grumbling and say, my brother's one is more than me you don't know that some, some people are also from the house where they don't get such things Hey, after this, today call your father and say, Daddy, I just called to say hi and to say thank you. Amen. Then verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Let's take the same scripture in the Amplified Version. Verse 11, Ephesians 4, 8. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes and he bestowed gifts on men. Then in verse 11, he now shows us which gifts. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. So what was the gift? Men. Are you understanding something? Because some of us in our world, because of poverty, poverty near here, we think that the only thing that can be a gift is money. Money is one of the lowest gifts of all. Why? Because when you have spent it, it is gone. How many of you, if I give you 100 cities now, you can spend it? Oh. Eh, yeah. Some of you can spend it. You won't have exited the gates. You are already would it cut? Yeah. So even before, I mean, so it's not just money. When the Lord was going to give us gifts, look at it, it says that 
it was men he gave some to be apostles are you getting it so the fivefold ministry we talk about the apostles the prophets the teachers they were human beings and we sit down and we talk a lot and we say a lot of things against them but the truth is that they were the gift that god had given to us yeah amen tell your neighbor god has given you a gift but you see it's not every gift that is given to you that you even know the worth of yeah sometimes somebody gives you a gift and because you don't know the worth of it you just handle it anyhow one time somebody gave my husband a gift it was a watch how many of you know that that's why a watch that's a gift it's quite common somebody always make use of it this one cries a gift i'm wearing it then his brother was around his brother who knows a little more about such things and his brother saw the watch ah, where'd you get this watch then he said it was a gift he said what do you know the cost of this do you know what you have then he gave him he told him where it was from in the u.s and the cost that from that day we are we don't see the watch <laughs> are you with me he had been given something so precious so expensive but he didn't know so he had just ah, okay thank you very much added it to the you know then suddenly somebody who is into such things ask your neighbor what are you into (laughs) somebody who was into such things now told him what exactly it was and that's what I'm trying to do today with this um, preaching that I'm preaching to you and I'm saying to you that we have been seeing them, the pastors, the prophets, people around we just see them as people around and in Ghana we even feel that there are too many your head (laughs) you are not yet complaining that there are too many drag stores too many too many uh, drinking bars you're not complaining that there are too many hairdressers you're not complaining that there are too many dress shops you're not complaining that there are too many school too it is church that you know that you can complain about your mouth (laughs) are you there so the lord gave us gifts and the gifts were men but we didn't know and because we didn't know we have handled them roughly my prayer today is that your heart will change your mind will change that something will change and you understand that this is a gift and that is why today we've allowed all the testimonies specially selected as for testimonies there are a lot but we said just for today today we are honoring the prophet given to us that was a gift given to us so let a few people just stand and tell you because some of you will say oh i don't know him I don't see him if you notice all of them said i was listening to something i listened to a message i listened to a prayer i listened to a something so you can see that even without him being here and even without him knowing you personally something if you receive him as a gift something can change we're in the scriptures those of you who had your quiet time this morning well our devotional was from mark chapter 6 and I want to go back there it was just six verses but I saw something else further down you know you shouldn't read the thing as if somebody is behind you with a gun if you allow the Holy Ghost to lead you sometimes you say add a scripture go down one more two one two three more and see mark six he went out from there and came into his own country and his disciples followed him this was Jesus when the Sabbath day was come he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished saying 
from where has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto us and to him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Are you there? Did you see it? Jesus was telling them their sickness. They had been seeing him around. Maybe a couple of months before this, he had repaired somebody's bed, built somebody a couple. So now that he has arrived saying that he's the son of God, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be honest. If you were inside, you'd have done that. Let's be honest. So Jesus explained that when the person, the gift is from his own people, many times they can't see. They can't see that he's a gift. They don't know that he's a gift. Yeah. Verse 5. And he could there do no mighty work. This is the verse that scares me the most. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came, he just spoke, people were healed. Command some legs, the person will walk. Are you there? Put some mud on someone's eye, the person will see. The one who was able to just take some few pieces of bread and some few fishes and feed 5,000 people. Here he is in verse 5, unable to do mighty work. Why? Because the people did not see that that was a prophet and they couldn't receive him as a prophet. The person who loses when they don't see a prophet for who he is. The person who loses by not respecting a prophet and receiving the gift. The person who loses is you. The one who does not see. Because he was not impotent. He had not lost his gifts. Let's continue. The Bible says he healed a few. He just laid hands on a few sick folk and healed them. And marveled because of their unbelief. He, he was in wonder. How can they not believe? Yeah. And as we stand here this morning, honoring somebody who God has given to us, I marvel that we even have to talk about it. It's so clear. Are you there? Let's continue the story. I told you I read a little further down. Verse 7 says, He called unto himself the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey save a staff only. No script, no bread, no money in their pairs. But to be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. Verse 12 tells us the result. You see, here he is. He was not able to do much there. But to show you that his power had not diminished, he now called his boys. <laughs> Are the boys as powerful as the master? No, please. I said the boys, the boys. Are they as powerful as the master? No, they are not. These are the people that he was now sending. He was now sending. Look at them. Are you enjoying the story? They went out in verse 12 and preached that men should repent. Verse 13. And cast out many devils. Anointed with oil. Many that were sick and healed them. His voice. His voice. Are you there? His voice. Even his voice were powerful. As he spoke and he sent them out. They were powerful. But the people he had come from who didn't receive him, those who said, Ah, is this not? <laughs> I'm reading it again, what they said. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? Are not these his sisters here with us? And they were even annoyed, they were offended. And this is the fate of every people who the Lord sends somebody to. 
as a gift and they throw it away we are guilty hmm? we are guilty but you see when you come to church and you are guilty of something getting annoyed is the most foolish thing you can do what did I say you should do look straight and smile but change decide to change decide to change amen decide to change so i am not talking to you about a random prophet walking around i'm talking to you about you and your prophet and from the scriptures this morning i'm just going to pick out a bit of evidence that shows us that this has been god's pattern right from the beginning and so i'm going to pick something out of the book of exodus we are going to journey from genesis we'll enter exodus are you there or you have quit already then for those of you who are like him, it is in the Old Testament. I mean, because it's in the Old Testament, it has passed away. Your mouth it has passed away. If the Old Testament has passed away, then you cannot stand on its own. <laughs> are you there? But because I know that I'm talking to practicing academicians, whose one issue in life, you are litigious people. So I will take you from Genesis through Exodus, and we will go into the book of Acts, and we'll go back and forth to show you it's in the Old Testament, it's on the New Testament as well. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you, so-so arguments, so-so arguments, Namope. But just because I like the example in Exodus more, I will start from there before I come to Genesis. I'm going there, cry. Exodus chapter 3. Eh? But why is the boy shouting? Listen, we are a charismatic church. I beg you. We are a charismatic church. One of our characteristics is noise. Eh if you like quiet churches, the quiet churches too are also there. Everybody and their type. We go to the one that you are happy with but here we make noise amen that's why jesus his disciples were 12. in the same 12 when you read your bible well you will see that there was peter there he can't keep his mouth shut ah, every day he has something to say even when he should be quiet he was talking are you there he was also very demonstrative and he loved the lord unashamedly and he showed it Hey. he used to tell he told Jesus look if everybody leaves you me I won't leave you yeah you see we laugh at him oh we laugh at him but of the 12 he was the only one who came out and walked a few steps on water all the rest they were sitting dry like bone in the boat <laughs> but they were also quiet ones when I read the book of John I can see that John must have been a very quiet person he's quoting quoting Jesus quoting 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 quoting. was a young boy just listening somebody who writes like that you know are you there quoting you can't be talking and it, it, it doesn't work together so i feel that he was a quieter person so please this is a peter kind of church okay we make a lot of noise okay. yeah that's how we are amen so if it offends you if you if it offends you i will just say to you that if you can't beat us join us just join us amen yeah all right exodus chapter 3 and verse 7 you know in exodus chapter 3 this is the story where moses comes by the burning bush and he stops and the lord begins to speak to him the lord said i have surely seen the affliction of my people who were in egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters for i know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egypt. If you are holding your own Bible, please underline that place. I am come down. I am come. God is talking. I am come down to deliver them. And to bring them up 
out of that land unto a good land, a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Look, if you read English, eh? me, I don't understand. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, were you reading English? Because I don't understand. Who am I looking for to come and act as a. Uh, who will be God for me? Let me see. David, please come. <laughs> so, only for today. Yeah, you are not talking. Please collect the microphone. <laughs> I need to demonstrate this thing for you. Come. <laughs> so, only for today. Only for this preaching. Some of you, my name is Yari. When we go out, he's not God. It's just, if I when he goes to sit down. But here is a burning bush. And he says what? He is telling uh, for all intents of purposes, only because I have the microphone. No, let's use another Moses. Please, who do you like as Moses? Who should we pick? I should pick Kofi. Okay. Pastor Kofi, come. Okay. So, this is God. Burning bush. This is Moses who was minding his own business until uh, he came across the burning bush. Then... The Bible says that he stopped this guy when he saw the burning bush. Then he started talking to him. He said, I have seen the affliction. That's verse, what? Eight. I have come down. Who? Who has come down? Oh, I don't like your response. God. So in our small drama here, who is God? Okay. So he says he has come in the burning bush to come and deliver his people. Verse 10. Come now therefore and I will send you. I want to ask you, where does he come inside the picture? Where does he come inside the picture? God himself was the one speaking. In the first place, I don't even know why he stopped him to tell him the story. If you are God, could you not have just gone and done your thing? But because God chooses man to intervene in the things of man, he chose a prophet. Okay, please. A litigant is arguing with me. Hold on a moment. Hey! Please ask your neighbor, are you the litigant? Tell your neighbor, you have been seen today. You have been seen today, pa. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 10 there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses are you there Moses was one of the prophets you remember when we read it in Ephesians that the gift that God gives one is prophet so prophet Moses was a gift that God was sending and God came and he was talking to me said that look I have come I have seen I'm coming to sort the issue out so you go That's only example number one. <laughs> That's only number one. Yeah. I need you to understand it well. Though. Yeah. Because some of you, your pride is a lot. Hey, but me, dear, I've been talking to God directly, so I don't need anybody after all. I can read the scriptures for myself. I've been understanding, interpreting myself. Well, you don't know what is in the scripture, and you cannot come and rewrite it. 
example number two. Hey, for my example number two in the book of Genesis, now I also need a lady. Lady Pastor Senam, can you please come? And in this my scripture, come and stand with them. Please, I'm changing the characters as they are. Please stand with them. Hey! I think I need another man as well. Let me see. No, wait. Hey! Oh my God, this one. Yay, Charlie. Forgive us for saying God. But come and stand here so that you can see that. So, this time, our Moses has become Abraham. And he's working with his wife, Sarah. Uh, let me see. I need a uh, king. Uh... <laughs> okay. I'm looking for King Abimelech. I'm trying to see who resembles Abimelech. Okay, Elder Danny, please come. All right. Are you here? And what is this demonstration that they are doing like we are across one people? May the Holy Ghost slap your mouth where you are sitting. <laughs> two known are we here. If you didn't do two known, you would have known that Ghanaians, Africans as we are, and what we watch is what sticks in our mind, not what we hear. Eh, eh. Have you not seen that's why they can even do a kunkumbaja will be popular? I can't even imagine it. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Are you here? So, once again, God is calmly here. Abraham and Sarah were traveling. Then Abraham said, Charlie, Sarah, the way you are nice, we are passing through the land of a certain very wicked king. If I don't manage myself, they will kill you. They will kill me because of you. So, do you know you are supposed to be bossy here? That look. Tell him that you are my sister. <laughs> Tell him that you are my sister so that you save my life. Truly, truly, as they went through the land, Abimelech was looking at the girl and said, Charlie, yeah. she fine. He said, leave him and come. Don't touch. <laughs> so exactly what Abraham predicted was about to happen. But for some reason, Abimelech had a certain kind of relationship with God. And we can see in Genesis chapter 20. Let's go to verse... Hmm. Charlie? <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerah, he did what? Took her. All right. The next seven... <laughs> Verse 3. Verse 3, please. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said, You are a dead man. You are dead. <laughs> you are dead. Why are you dead? Because of this woman. Then Abimelech began to beg. Please, I've not touched her. I've not done anything. I've not done anything at all. Please. So, are you ready for the scripture? Verse 6. 
And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your, of your heart. In other words, you didn't know that it was his wife. Are you there? That's why I have also stopped you from sinning against me. And that's why I said you should not touch it. Now, therefore, this is where I want you to pay attention. Restore to the man his wife. For he is a prophet. Take the wife back. Now, listen well. And he will pray for you. And you will live. If you don't restore her, know that you will surely die. You and all of yours. Listen and listen well. This man tried to go for this young lady. God himself was talking to him. Are you here? Could they not have resolved the issue? God said no. Return her. When you return her, tell him. He is talking over. Tell him to pray to me to save you. I don't even understand it because after all, was it not direct communication? You were communicating. That's how the man even knew that what he had done was wrong. So why will you not just say, and take it, you are forgiven. No, no, no. No, no. Take the man. Go to your prophet. Tell him to pray to me for you so that you live. Amen. Can you see what happens in your life when you reject the gift God gave you? Can you see it? Yeah. It's not on here we are saying prophet. You can say man of God. Yeah. If the children of Israel had thrown Moses away. They would have been slaves in Egypt. They and their children's children. Children's children. children. Yeah. And some of us, we are sitting in the situations we are in because the person God led us to, we have disrespected, we have not accepted, we have thrown away. Yeah. And even as I'm speaking, I can see some heads sleeping over there. Uh, pastors, I beg you, help me because when I'm preaching, you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. maybe where you are coming from these days you have been sleeping so sit up well sit up properly we are in church you are not in your room and you are not in your hall so sit up properly indisciplined children <laughs> hey. are you there allow me to cross over to the book of acts Uh, Jay, I think we can retire the lady. Put your hands together for Lady Pastor. Wow. Are you there? Let's go to Acts chapter 9. What is all this reading? Go to, go to. You have come to church in case you have lost your way. In church, we read the Bible, not your imagination or your opinion. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and desired, desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of the, this way, that is any of the Christians, they call them the way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. 
And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined a light round about him, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice. For the purposes of this one too, he is still our man of God. Yeah, today, dear. Are you there? Now, Saul was traveling. He said he's going to look for some more people to kill. In the name of Jesus, no example that you are used for will come to pass. No negative example. Amen. He's on his way. And as he's going, a light shines. He's going to go and kill Christians. And then a dialogue begins. And this is the dialogue that I'm reading. (laughs) So, he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? (laughs) Then Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, Are you listening? I am Jesus who thou persecutest. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? In verse 6 he says, Arise, go to the city, it will be told you what to do. Are you understanding so far? So what did he ask him to do? We are continuing in the same chapter. Verse 10. There was a certain disciple of Damascus called Ananias. To him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, behold, I am here, Lord. Then verse 11, arise and go into the street which is called straight. I inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. He has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Verse 17, Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put his hands on him. Putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to you in the way as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen well. The man is going somewhere. He is interrupted by an encounter with Jesus. I don't understand why Jesus just did not sort it out here. Could he not have just sorted it out? He told him, go, sit down, three days. Just be there. Three days. Instead of just sort, at least, okay, after three days, could he not have gone direct? He didn't go direct. He now went to some Ananias who was minding his own business. Who did he look? He was one of the people Saul would even have caught and killed. And he now went and told him, yeah, if you read the scripture, the man actually protested when he was saying that, eh, you are sending me to the one who killed me. Are you here? Jesus, the Lord left the guy there went all the way to Ananias to now give him description. The man didn't even know where to find the guy. He had to give him description that please, when you go to Nyamiriku, you climb up to the third uh, floor, you will see a certain room, room 201. When you open the door, there's somebody sitting there. Would it not have been far easier to just sort it out with him? But because God uses a man in the affairs of men, he came and spoke to Ananias and told Ananias, come, come all the way. And Ananias had to come all the way. Come and talk to this guy. And lay his hands on him. And the Bible said he received his sight. I thought you were putting your hands together for the Lord this afternoon. Hallelujah. What am I saying to you? If Paul, by the, if Saul as he was, he became Paul. If he had decided that, who are you? I was talking to the Lord mouth to mouth, direct to direct. He told me that his name is Jesus. I am sitting here waiting for him to come and come and touch my eyes so that I will see. He would have been blind, would have been born and come to meet him. (laughs) 
or he would have died by a blind man. He wouldn't have fulfilled his ministry. Yeah. But because God chooses a man to intervene in the affairs of men, Paul accepted that even though on the road to Damascus, I heard Jesus. Jesus told me, he said, who are you, Lord? After all, it could have been an angel. It could have been anybody. He said, I am Jesus. I want you to know that it's me. He introduced himself. I am Jesus who you are persecuting. And I have, I'm going to sit down there. Sit down. Sit down there. And then he now went to somebody. But the thing that is even interesting to me is that this guy, was he in the picture at all? In fact, up until this place in the book of Acts, did we even know somebody called Ananias? This is where Ananias even enters the story in the Bible. We have not known him. And as you are sitting here today in your life, God has sent to you somebody. Just a somebody. Somebody who you don't even know from before. But for some reason, he just decides and says, your life must cross this guy's life if this man is to be blessed. If you like, joke with it. And your eyes will be blind. And it is at this point that many have lost their way. It is at this point that entire nations have become pagan. Because when God sent men to them, they didn't receive them. They said, is that not the carpenter? Who, are, who is this to tell me what to do? How dare you speak to me like that? Who are you who has been sent? God is there, I can talk to God. And as a nation, we are on our way there too. Every time you turn your dial on, and you see a man of God talk, hey, please, if you don't agree, eh, change channel. That's why the channels are a lot. They are just a lot. Yeah. Don't involve yourself in whether is this person a man of God or not. Hey, you have not been reading Isaiah and Jeremiah. If you read them, you will understand. Somebody has gone to lie naked 40 days since God told him. In our day and age, we would have said that's not a man of God. But we are not God. So please, if you don't agree, uh, move on. You have your own prophet. Wow. Hey, the examples are a lot too. The examples are a lot. Yeah. You see, I'm saying all this because I need you to identify your prophet. Yeah. Who has been sent into your life? And when you identify that person, understand that, yes, you have a life with God. But many times in your life, your life will be impacted and directed by that person. Hey. Yeah. We stand here and we say, take the podcast, listen to the message. Ah, but why? Not knowing that it had something in it for you. But would you know an entry? Hey. Yeah. Hey, mommy, I can read the, the Bible for myself. Your bluffer cry that you are writing, your school cry, we are not seeing talk. Mm. Are you there? Today, you must know who your prophet is. Yeah, you must know. Uh, maybe I'm just coming here, you see. My family church is. I'm not talking about your family church, I'm talking about you. You are not here because you are part of your family, you are here because God ordained it so. Yeah. I'm continuing to read. My biggest problem today is to is which example to choose for you. Acts chapter 10. Last but one example. Hey, the heat is not simple. Verse 1. 
There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked at him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said, Your prayers and your arms have come up as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and call one Simon, whose name is Peter. Let me pause. Hey, please, can you rise up so that he has finished? Hey, Charlie, today they have changed characters. Wow. So, this time, this is our man. He's called Cornelius. Cornelius was somebody who feared God. You see, when you, even when you are not a church person, when you look at what is going around, you must see that God is in charge. Somebody is in charge. So as this man looked, he was just a diva. I want to know who this God is. I don't know who he is, but I can see that the things that are going on. So let me, let me just do my best. So he was a good man, but God knew that this guy, he needs to have a meeting with me. He needs to have a meeting with me. This time it was an angel that he sent. He told the angel, go and tell Cornelius something. This angel, by the way, in case you don't know, the angels live in heaven. They see God. They are there in the presence. So he was fully qualified to have spoken to him. He could have told him what he needed to know. But once again, what did he do? You see? Hmm. Wow. Are you, in the, are you here today? <laughs> At that time, now, so this time he's Peter. Please, you are asleep. Oh. <laughs> you are asleep. Oh. Please lie flat. You are sleeping. He's asleep. He's asleep. And they told him, Cornelius, everything that you are doing, God has seen it. The things you have been giving, the, 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 the way you are trying to serve me, it's even a memorial. That's why you shouldn't joke with your offerings. And that's why the devil will come and say, hey, don't give your offerings to the people. When you give it to the pastor, the pastor is using, hey, I've always told you I'm a salaried pastor. It's not according to the number of people. It's not according to what you put or you don't put inside. No, 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 nothing like that. Are you here? And even if it is, what is it to you? Because as he was doing it, God had read it as something that was something in heaven. Amen. So he sent the angel the angel went to Cornelius and said, Cornelius, send some people to a certain man called Peter. Peter had waited for lunch and lunch was not coming. So he had fallen asleep. You see, I need you to see the extent that God is going to. Before, if I'm going to wake this man, is it not easier to just let the angel tell him what is up? Let us read. Are you enjoying the Bible today? Those of you who say the Bible is boring. Have you seen that? I want the spirit. Hey, verse 9. In the morning as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up to the house top to pray about the sixth hour and he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending. Are you there? So, this sleeping man now receives a vision in which God tries to tell him that people who are not Jews like Cornelius must also be received into the kingdom. 
So he wakes up from that dream. And when he wakes up from the dream, call, call, call. the people from the house of Cornelius have arrived. Say, please, they are calling you. Get up, please, and come. And then he now comes all the way to Cornelius' house. Comes to preach to them. And in order to show you that... <laughs> in order to show you that even though God works through men he was still speaking he had not yet finished his sermon when the Holy Spirit fell on the people my question is that ah, now Holy Ghost could you not have fallen without this man after all the man did not even finish the sermon didn't lay hands didn't invite anybody to receive Jesus and as he was yet speaking but I, I submitted to you that if he had not spoken the Holy Spirit would not have written on the words of his speaking to touch Cornelius. Sometimes it is the words of the man sent to you that the Lord sits on to reach you. And if Cornelius had said, me dear, ah, no, 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 Peter. These Jews, the way they are, they are racist, you know, they don't like we, the Gentiles. So I cannot send anybody. Eh, eh, angel, angel, don't go. Do you think this story would have ended as it has? I have given you example after example after example. And so today, I want to end with the last example. The example of all examples that you cannot defeat. Matthew chapter 3. Then came Jesus from Galilee, reading from verse 13, to Jordan, and to John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need of you, and come you to me. And Jesus answering said, Suffer it to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, had appeared on earth, and for 30 years he had moved around as a normal young man. The time had now come when he was about to start his ministry. And he, as the son of God, knowing that our God intervenes in the affairs of man through a man, knowing that he was the son of God, he still walked the distance he needed to go to find John the Baptist. When he came to him, he said, John, I've come to church today. How oh, you are baptizing people? I need you to baptize me. John said, how? Me, baptize you. John knew that when it comes to heavenly things, he was a mere mortal. And this was the son of God. And he said, hey, please, oh, you rather should be baptizing me. You rather should be anointing me. Jesus said, the thing you are saying is true. But suffer it to be so. Let it be so for now. Let us fulfill all righteousness. And it was then that John baptized Jesus Christ. And in recognition of them having done the right thing, the scripture says that as Jesus came out of the water, they saw the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove, and the heavens opened, and they heard the voice of God saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Even Jesus came and had to have another man another man another man how much more me and you some people walk around their whole lives they never know who that man is or who that man is not media people get my thing ready for me they never know many come to life and say a lot of boastful things 
and never have themselves impacted in their lives by another person. But I thank God our story is different. And that's why this morning we are honoring somebody. Yeah. We are not worshiping him. We are not praying to him, if anything at all, he teaches us how to pray. But this morning, I have asked them to string together three or four little clips. Maybe you are new in church. You just came to this area. Maybe you are even visiting. This is who he is to us. And as you look at it, if it is not your story, it can easily be. And if it is your story, you want to understand exactly what it is that God has done for you. Media team, we are waiting for you. Please give us volume. Why? Please don't cut out the joking. Just wait for them patiently. As soon as I finished consecrating, as soon as I finished consecrating the bishops, I was in the sand. That time it was dark, and I was walking through the mud with my shirt of officiating bishops. Even some of the mud is even on, on the shoes. It's here. Shoe. It's the same shoe. You can see it. <laughs> my work shoe. <laughs> we are using torches to build things for people that I don't need personally. That is why before I got into my car in the night, I called the two young men who were with me. And what did I say? You asked us, what have we learned? It has rained, the whole place was muddy, and machines were working, so it has made the whole place scattered around. And we were jumping from one foundation to another. We jumped and we threw us, this is what we are doing. Then we moved to another one, we said, this is what we are doing. We are taking decision at 7 p.m. in the night. I thought within me, if daddy has finished consecration and has moved to site to check things that he will not use and taking decisions, I mean, I was afraid for myself as I was standing there. <laughs> to relate with your boss how faith works how to overcome death 
how to enjoy your work how to be successful how to enter your promised land how to avoid evil how to be helped how blessed people became blessed how do you catch this anointing how to handle judas how to possess the land how to have a supernatural life how to pray in the spirit how to develop the seed of greatness in you how to make prophecies come true in your life I'm sure some of you saw a video we were in some tracks you see that water the tracks were passing through we crossed that water in the night 10 p.m. that water that was the first part of the convoy they were there five we, were, we went five hours later in the middle of the night in the darkness the dark and black forest on our right forest on our left and here was water I got out with my torch and I went to stand by the thing I said we can go let us go by faith we crossed that water You heard, you heard my voice. Yeah, when, when you spoke on the radio, you said, everybody go, go, go with speed, go with speed, go with speed, and we will drove through, even though the car will go under, you feel like you, the, you can drown, but you just pass the radio, you that you were saying, go, 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 go. Yeah, on the radio, I was saying, go, 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 don't stop, go, 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 you can make it.
Wow. And so to end this service this morning, I want us to stand to our feet. Tonight, our father is preaching. Healing Jesus campaign is in Malawi. So many kilometers away from here. Maybe if we had been sent, we may not have gone. He has gone. Tonight, souls will be saved, but it's because one man answered and one man went. The least that we can do as proper children is to pray for him. Lift up your voice this afternoon and pray for the campaign in Malawi that souls will be saved, that people will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Pray for the team. That's why we showed you videos of sometimes what they go through to get there. You want to pray for him today. Maybe he's not your father yet, but he's a man of God at work. Lift up your voice and pray for him. Your prayer will make a difference to somebody. Thank God for his life. Thank God that our lives even crossed his. Thank God for all that he has meant to you and to everyone here. his words thank you for his teaching he has taught us how to do so many things thank you thank you for giving him to us we are grateful thank you for giving us bishop dag thank you for the lives that have been impacted and changed because he's not afraid to preach your word as it is in the bible Thank you that he has not compromised, oh God. Thank you that he has not begun to preach about money and about material things that cannot save. But he has stayed with the word of God. We thank you. Thank you for teaching us to honor those who you give to us. I pray this afternoon for everyone who is here who has not honored their father in any way. I pray that you touch their hearts. I pray especially for those whose fathers have not done well. Help them to honor them nevertheless in obedience to your word. I pray, Lord, that even as we honor our prophet today, material things cannot make a difference, but it's only our way of saying thank you. Bless him where he is. Let this campaign be spectacular. Let souls be saved. Let healings come. Let lives be changed. Watch over them and bring him back to us in Jesus' name. Amen. This afternoon, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. I want you to give your life to him. I want you to give your life to him. You won't know who the prophet assigned to your life or the teacher assigned to your life is until you've given your life to him. And so let us not end the service without receiving him as Lord and Savior. You are here this afternoon and you cannot say with strength and with surety that should you die or should Jesus come today, you know that you know that you know that you will be with him in heaven. If you cannot say this and be sure 100%, then I want you 
to give your life to Jesus. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. Don't think about the friend standing by you. Just slip up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Just put your right hand up. I want to pray with you. Thank you for your hands. I see your hands all over. Quite far, but I see you. I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Put the offering baskets down. God bless you. If your hand is up, I want you to just come to the front. I want to pray with you. Step out of where you are. Let the pastors and ushers help you. Just come. We're going to pray together. Just come. Give your life to Jesus. standing in front here this afternoon I want you to pray this prayer after me and I want you to understand that as you pray this prayer what is happening is that your name is being written in heaven the Bible tells us that because you give your life to Jesus Christ there is a party in heaven right now it is more precious to him just those of you standing here this afternoon than the rest of us who have already given our lives and so you want to pray this prayer after me you want to say Lord Jesus Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus name father I pray for each one standing here I pray oh God that may they never be lost let today be a turnaround let today be the beginning of another life in Jesus name amen we believe that you've been blessed by this message for more information follow us on Facebook Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIAGSA, God richly bless you. That's what I pray.